Hello and happy new year. It's Julie and I'm back with a new year and a new season to You're in Charge. And what is coming up for me now is anxiety and depression. Not me personally, just everybody around me. Well, I don't know. Maybe it could, not necessarily anxiety, but mine, mine just mounts to excessive pressure at this point. Um, I used to suffer from depression. Um, I have had panic attacks um, and mild anxiety, but I think for the most part, I've kept it at bay. Uh, the depression, um, well, anybody's depression really is about being out of alignment with who you are. This also goes for anxiety too. So I'm just winging right into this one because we just passed the holiday season and people are thinking, okay, now I should be past my anxiety, my depression, like the, the ick of that unfortunately is brought up during the most magical season of the year. It puts so much pressure, this holiday stuff. It puts pressure on everybody to be something that they might not genuinely be feeling in that moment. And I got really familiar with this over the last seven or eight years um, because my holidays were thrown to the wind because of my divorce. And so many people can relate to that situation. Um, I had created the magic for my holidays. And I created it with a certain intent in mind. And I created that intent. It was all about connection. It was about family. It was about friends. It, was, it wasn't about the gifts. However, those were excessive. And wow, lots of them, so many of them. I'm, particularly, I'm remembering my firstborn's first real Christmas that she understood what Christmas was. And I kid you not when I say it took her four days to get through all of her gifts because she was so overwhelmed with everything. She was the first grandchild and everybody wanted to get her something amazing. Oh my God. And open mind and do this. And I will never forget the image when she grabbed one gift that she had already unwrapped and loved and then grabbed another gift that she hadn't unwrapped yet. She tucked them both under her arms and waddled her little diaper butt down her hall and shut the door after her. And I just went, yes, way to create boundaries. And she just did it in the perfect way. No, this is too much. I'm not telling you guys, I'm not looking for permission. I'm off, I'm done. I want this, I want this, and I'm gone. And that is actually where I hope everybody else will get to and where we don't allow ourselves to be as adults because there's so much pretense around how we quote unquote should be, how it should look, what we need to uphold and do for the kids and da 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 da. Well, what about you? Because inside of you is a kid that grew up, but the kid inside of you never grew up. It, it, I, I've used this before. I'll use it again and again. We are more like trees than anything because 
you start out a sapling, but that sapling never goes anywhere. It just grows another ring around it. It gets a little bit older and a little bit more mature. We're the same way, but that sapling is still inside of you. That young child that wanted certain things and knew what they their inner truth was, not because somebody else told them that this is what they were supposed to do or how they were supposed to do it, but because it was just what you wanted to do. It's what you naturally were. It was innate. And that still exists, but we quieted it all down with logic and circumstance and pretense and yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. I guarantee you were not born to be a part of the new and empowered workforce. None of us are here to be that which our society created. And I'm gonna say something that's gonna sound wicked airy-fairy and totally fluff, and it's incredibly true. Feel it, you'll feel into it. But we are here for love, period, end of story. We are here to experience love, to come back to love, to be love. And we can do that very easily in a lot of situations that are non-resistant. So you can do and be and have love with animals very easily. Your pets, your, okay, don't go there. All right, whatever. Yeah. Um, the 12-year-old in me just fired off, and, and if you are of like mind, so did yours. But no, that's not what I meant. Okay. Um, pets, kittens, puppies, your goats and chickens and horses and all of those things, they bring that love out in us. Also small children, sometimes. Um, that one can have a little bit more tinge to it because there's more of a feeling to care for it um, in a different way, but it can also be pure and innocent. Children have fun, typically, are fun. So the anxiety and the depression is actually a signal that you are out of alignment with your truth, with who you really are. And how do you get back into alignment? when you don't know what put you out of alignment because it didn't just happen it you weren't born anxious i guarantee it you weren't born depressed i guarantee that you may have been born drug addicted but that's even less frequent less possible so how did it come to be it came to be by it's kind of like a death with by a thousand cuts, little adjustments all day, every day for years that you just start being somebody else, doing for someone else, trying to exist in a way that you believe will attain love. And how we see that love typically is now approval, validation, acceptance. But the, the misguided, misaligned view is that you're not looking for that 
love and acceptance and validation from yourself. You're looking for it outside of yourself. And that is where the misalignment began. So yes, as a child, you need to do those things because you're, you're learning how to navigate your world. But as we mature and our brains develop and we become more sovereign, more autonomous, then we need to readjust the rules and beliefs to which we began living our lives in order to get through our childhood. And the majority of us don't actually readjust those rules. We just continue to live amongst those rules. And that is actually what's causing your anxiety and your depression. Now, let me tell you, those things that you are feeling, so very real. I am not here to tell you that this is in your head and you are making it up. Not at all. And sometimes it can be so bad, especially if you've got PTSD and CPTSD. Those are caused by extreme trauma. And they're not to be handled lightly. Um, your OCD, all of those things, they, they're real and they can be managed and they can be worked out of with extreme care and diligence. And, and just listening to podcasts like this isn't actually all you need. Um, it's, it can help. And yet sometimes some of these things, even what I'm saying can hurt because you can start to feel uh, because the, your beliefs that come up are typically unconscious. If you knew what was causing it, then you would do it differently. And so if it's unconscious and you hear something that somebody says like, oh, you know, you're misaligned, that can trigger you. And that can make you feel like, oh my God, what do I need to do? Okay, whoa, don't do anything. And this is where I said in one of my previous podcasts where the power of neutral is your friend. So if you are experiencing anxiety and depression, the best place that you can get to actually Anytime you're feeling triggered, you're feeling frustrated, um, anger, rage, all of those things that have put you over the edge, whatever that edge is, the best thing you can do is to shift to neutral. So if meditation works for you, then do that. If taking a nap works for you, do that as long as you shift out of it. So if you are going into a nap and you are still enraged and you are still triggered, you are going to wake up that way. So start to reel yourself back in. Find what it is that gets you to neutral. A long drive, a long walk in nature, a swim, a bath, a shower, clean something, create something, fix something, whatever it is 
that occupies both sides of your brain so that you cannot think about where you're at, what's bothering you, and start engaging that story in a deeper way. Because every time we think of it, we are re-engaging that story. We are re-firing those wires together so that they're it's like adding solder to the, the wires. And it's, it's really making it a much more solid link. And you want to break apart that link. You want to rewire your brain so that you're not activating this over and over and over in yourself. I want relief for you. So the way to get relief from your anxiety and from your depression is shift to neutral, find something fun that you enjoy doing, like truly. Go back in your brain when you had even a happy moment from your childhood. It's probably going to be something really innocent, something um, tactile, whether it was Play-Doh, sandbox, um, swimming, biking, different things like that that engaged you. Climbing a tree, um, you made something, you drew something, you know, those types of things. When, when you truly were having fun, then go and do something that's fun. And it seems counterintuitive, like, wait a second, I'm not actually fixing anything. No, you're right. You're not. And that's just it. You're not broken. You feel broken. For sure, you feel broken. But you're not. And remembering that, being able to engage that fun side of you, that's half the battle. So how do you do this? What, what you need, what's happening? Anxiety and depression is the result of the overuse of your ego. Now, that does not mean that you're an egomaniacal windbag. That doesn't mean that you're an arrogant SOB. It also doesn't not mean that. It means ego or soul is where you're coming from now. I told you, we're here for love. Our soul only knows love. Our ego only knows safety, protection. And how our ego is developed is on the human side of us. So that's that childhood stuff, the reasons, the, the beliefs that we do something in order to get something. Our soul knows that we don't need to do something in order to get something. We just are that something. But that's what we've lost sight of. And the way you get to that soul side is through your intuition. Oh, intuition. Crap. How do I know if I'm in my intuition or if I'm in my ego, in my mind? The Don't think about how think about honesty the way to get into your intuition is by being honest so the people that are the most intuitive are honest they're truthful and this is bringing up for me the ideas that 
people are, um, we are all taken in by the antics of, I'm going to call it devil energy. It's not that they are the devil. It's that it's that energy that we want to believe that the charming guy, the sweet gal, the, um, the nicey nices, the, um, who's that guy on the Simpsons there, the neighbor, Oakley, Oakley, those, you know, church going folk and whatnot are our friends, are trustworthy because they're so nice. They're dressed up so well and, and they're put together in all the right places. But that's actually where we get sucked in. And look at serial killers. If, if, was it Ted Bundy, I think? Who was the one that was married to all these people? And then like they did all these interviews to, to the wives and the girlfriends of him. And they're like, I had no idea. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Because that's going to tip their hand. And then they can't actually do their bad deeds because you're going to see them for what they are. The nice people, the angel energy, if you will, those are the ones that are probably going to be pissing you off. They're the ones who are going to get in your face and say, you're better than this. You can do more than this. I don't understand why this is happening. And here's where you're good. And here's where you're sucking because you're not doing this work. Angel energy and devil energy are very misconstrued. They, they're crisscrossed in our minds. And our entertainment has a lot to do with that. So we see these romantic views of what a great relationship is supposed to be like. Oh, bitch, please. That stuff is crap. There is no guy that's going to act like those Hallmark movies. And if he is acting like that, he's probably the serial killer in town. We don't have healthy relationships reflected on our entertainment industry. A, a very few, I should say, very few. So that's what we kind of build our images on, that and whatever our parents were like. And they might not know what a healthy relationship is like either because they're building it off of their entertainment and their parents. And sorry, folks, we haven't had some good stuff passed down. We've had a lot of crap passed down to us. And that's not their fault. It really isn't their fault. They were doing the best that they knew that they could with what they knew. So here we are, the baseline about your anxiety and your depression is mismanaged emotions, unhealed emotional wounds. It's you out of alignment with your truth. It's it's a whole long series of the same thoughts and beliefs being repeated over and over and over day in and day out for a very long time. And so in order to backtrack, you have to set the new tone. You have to set the new awareness and the new beliefs. And 
it can't just be once or twice. You have to set it as many times as you did to get into this situation. The good news is it's a lot like Monsters, Inc. If you've seen the movie from Pixar, when they were dealing with the, um, the, the energy crisis and they needed more screams and they needed to scare the crap out of the kids in order to get those screams, what they realized throughout the movie later on was that laughter was a minimum of 10 times more powerful than the screams. And that is the same situation that you're dealing with now. Laughter is far, far more powerful than the screams because it comes from love. It comes from that soul place, which is why you want to get connected to your inner child, to that fun place. Find that, find that space where you took naps as a kid and you felt great and everything was safe. And or at least God, I hope you had a childhood that was safe. For those of you that didn't, I'm so sorry. And I know there's a plethora of you out there that have not. And now I hope you are in a safe place. And if, if not, please find that. That is the very first thing that needs to be done for you to get out of your anxiety, your depression, your, your issues. You need to find a safe place for you, for your kids if you've got them as well. It needs to be the number one priority. And I don't mean that just physically. I also mean that emotionally. If somebody is belittling you and making you feel like trash and just constantly criticizing you and no, 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 no. I don't care if you have a piece of paper that says that you're married to the person. It is just a piece of paper. Nobody should have that power to treat you that way. And while it may in society be seen as a failure to dissolve your relationship, I'm going to contest that and I'm going to say it's actually a failure to stay if you are in an abusive situation or a toxic situation or just an extremely unhealthy one. And you know, you know if you are, you can feel it. The problem is that we get used to that feeling and we think that we're the problem or that the problem is just going to stay this way and I should just stay here and endure it and it will all be better someday, some way. No, it's not. You actually need to take steps to make it better. It doesn't mean you have to leave your spouse. It doesn't mean you have to leave your parents or your children doesn't not mean that either. You have to assess this for yourself. You have to take this into consideration. And only you can really truly know what your situation is. But there's a lot here. There's a lot to undo, to go through. 
I mean, really, it could be generations of issues that are occurring that you're dealing with. And in order to break out of that, it takes an incredible amount of strength and courage. So you need to get the baseline dealt with, the safety, the nutrition, like those are really important. Make sure you're drinking a lot of water. Make sure you're not drinking a lot of coffee or alcohol. Those things will absolutely set you back. You think that, okay, I can just kind of disappear into this. No, it just compounds the issues. So if you're addicted, get into a program. If you can, please do that. If you know, you're, you're just heavy handed in that cut back again, only, you know, your situation, but find the fun in your life. Again, it's imperative. It really is. I, I know it seems fluffy, but it's not, it, it's really where we're meant to be. So let's see some signals that that things are toxic, that things are way out of balance. Your body will be signaling you. Your body, if it's gained weight, holds weight, has pain, um, has a certain disease or issues to it. Again, I'm sure I'm repeating myself because these things keep coming up. And I'm going to keep repeating myself until everybody gets it. You can look for clues as to what's out of balance from your body. And the way I do it with my clients is I have them describe what it is that's the problem in their life. And if it's weight, for instance, where are you holding your weight? And how does that feel? And, and get them into some baseline descriptors. So something that's um, come up recently multiple times is a few people with aneurysms now. And that's pretty major. So if, if you've gotten to the point where you have aneurysms, that is old. That is an old emotional issue that is held on. Now, what does an aneurysm do? It's at its worst, it's going to explode. So that can say to you, where is it that I feel like exploding, but I haven't? So it's gonna be pointing to anger and rage. Now, the thing about anger and rage is they are secondary emotions. That means that they are the bouncers, they are the bodyguards to the sadness and the hurt that is under, underlying. So if you have something like major like that, that is pointing to you not having acknowledged your own sadness, your own hurt. And how do we deal with this. So I think I told you before, there's forgiveness and righteous anger. And then in between that is that sadness and the hurt. And if you don't acknowledge that sadness and hurt, you're going to go to the anger. 
but you can't get to the forgiveness unless you've dealt with that sadness and hurt. So here we are again. Now it's in your body and it's it's a, an accumulation of pushed off emotion, um, buried, uh, shoved to the side, you know, don't deal with the grief, don't deal with this, don't deal with the hurt, blah, blah, blah. You get the idea. Those are also going to cause anxiety and depression, not everybody. Now, somebody might be moving the energy. They might be exercising daily, vigorously. So they might be moving that energy so it might not appear in the same way. So if you are underweight, overweight, all of these things are pointing to your emotional state, which isn't just current, but over the long term, it's, it's more like the balance sheet of how your emotions have been over time. So gentlemen, if you have a big belly, that big beer belly, I refer to that as the heart attack belly. Might be from food, might be from alcohol, doesn't matter. But that is what doctors know will cause a heart attack eventually, stroke. So if that's going to cause a heart attack, okay, that's dealing with your heart. So now it's saying, we're going to attack your heart and reverse that. How have you either been attacking your heart or how has your heart been attacked? And how did you need to create protection around that? It's saying, if you've got that big belly, you haven't been protecting your heart or you've been over protecting your heart. Hard to tell. Again, everybody's a little bit different and I can help you out with those things if you want to contact me. But all of your physical symptoms, anxiety, depression, um, like illnesses of any sort are pointing toward your emotional state and how to come back into alignment, how to balance the balance sheet, if you will. So how can we do this? Through intuition, through fun, through listening to yourself. You have to listen to yourself. And that is an art form because we will listen to others before we'll listen to ourselves. But you have to make yourself the most important person. And it is that classic metaphor of the oxygen mask. You need to put your oxygen mask on Otherwise, you're no good to anybody else if you've passed out. So put your oxygen mask on. And that's in the shape of shifting back to neutral, finding your intuition through honesty. That takes a lot. If you can be honest with others, that's a great start because being honest with yourself tends to be harder. But being honest with yourself is where it needs to begin. So 
Be honest with yourself. Find your intuition. Relocate that. Contact me if you need more information on it. If you want to hear more about it, I would love to talk about it. And go easy on yourself, especially in the anxiety and depression arena. It takes a lot to get back. So find your fun, find your inner child, and I will talk to you again. And until next time, you're in charge.